Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It is week 11. You know me. I don't like to waste time. So I got six of the most talked about fantasy players right now. And what the heck? to do with them in week 11 and beyond all right here on the breakout football podcast on the believe network sponsored by prize picks i'm zach cohen of the 33rd team you can follow me everywhere on social media at zach cohen fb names in the graphic names in the intro hopefully y'all know how to spell it at this point going on a little trip this weekend too so i'm trying to get this out a bit earlier if you can still find me on socials you can do that and hit me up with any question that you have. And it got me thinking, who are the players y'all want to hear about? Last night I went on TikTok Live and I asked for fantasy questions, handed out some I know, but also I jotted down some names. And these were the six most requested players. We got a receiver, a running back, a tight end, a receiver, a running back, and another receiver. I also got a couple tight end streamers and some defense and kicker streamers to get to at the end. But first, we are going to start with one of the hotter players from this past week, former Florida Gator receiver Kadarius Tony. I say Florida because I am a University of Florida alum. We all know that Tony has the skill set to be a baller. We have seen him flash for fantasy football managers before. Entering week 11, Juju Smith-Schuster might be out Sunday night when the Chiefs visit the Chargers. He might be out with a concussion. We do not know if Mikko Hardman is healthy, but we do know that Tony has the upside. We also know that he led all Chiefs in target rate per snap. And credit to my colleague Josh Larkey, who noted in his fantasy rankings on the 33rdteam.com that Tony only ran a route on 43% of Patrick Mahomes' dropbacks in Week 10, but he still brought in four of five targets for 57 yards and a score, and he ran two times for 30 three yards. Josh thinks he's a high-end wide receiver too, assuming that one or two of the other Chiefs receivers missed this week. And I think there's a chance, as hopefully everyone else does, especially someone as smart as Josh, that Tony becomes the Chiefs wide receiver one. Even if Juju does play, we could still see Tony getting the ball. The Chiefs love to manufacture their players' touches. Tony has been a chief proponent of manufactured touches, not just in his short stint with the Chiefs, but in his time with the Giants as well. If Juju's out, I still think he's a little bit of risk in starting Tony. I think he's a flex play, but if you need the upside, you might as well slot him in your lineup. Moving on to a rookie. A lot of people are asking me about B-Rob. Brian Robinson, the Washington Commanders running backs. He's been split in time with Antonio Gibson. Only been averaging about 40 to 50% of the team snaps, but he is coming off a monstrous 
26 touch game, which included a touchdown and 14.6 fantasy points against one of the better defenses in the league, or so we thought, in Philadelphia. This week, he faces the opposite. Houston, we have a problem. It's your run defense. They are one of the worst, if not the worst, against running backs in real life and in fantasy football. Statistically, they have given up the most rushing yards per game and the most fantasy points per game to running backs. Robinson, to me, he's a mid-running back, too, based on the matchup alone. Even though he's not been getting as much work as Antonio Gibson in the passing game, he can still clearly make a dent for your fantasy lineups. I prefer Gibson because he's more involved in the passing game, but Robinson could still see enough workload in a running back market that is, as usual, glaringly thin. He's a mid-running back, too, for me this week. Oh man, this one stings a little bit. Cole Komet. I was willing to sing his praises as of an hour ago, but news is coming out that he missed practice with a thigh injury, so keep an eye on that. Already drives a stake through the heart of the tight end position. If you do not have Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, or TJ Hawkinson, you might be grasping at straws here, but Komet is coming off two massive games. You knew that. Back-to-back games, 22-plus fantasy points. He just scored 23.4 points on two touchdowns and 74 receiving yards. You might not have known that he led all the Bears in targets in Week 10. As with running backs, of course, tight end is a thin position to maneuver. So you might just need to ride the hot hand. Should you expect Komet, if he plays, to put up those type of numbers again? Heck no. But even if he scores or leads the Bears in targets, I'd be willing to bet that that makes him a tight end one this week. The Bears also have a pretty good matchup, not a great one. They face the Falcons. They are a below-average matchup in allowing fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Once again, by the time of this recording, by the time you listen to this, you might know a little bit more about Komet than I currently do. It's a Wednesday afternoon on the East Coast. If he's healthy, you kind of got to start Komet just based on his upside alone. Obviously, keep an eye on the injury report. I like to play it safe. If he's banged up, if he's limited, probably don't play him. This is normally the part in the show where I say, hey, these are the prize picks props I like. Last week, I was five for six because it is so early in the week. There aren't many good props I really like, and I would never lead any of y'all astray. So instead of giving my prop of the week now, I will probably just be doing that on social media, whether TikTok or definitely on Twitter at Zach Cohen FB. But if you do not have prize picks, I'm telling y'all. It's easy money. It's easy money. And if you sign up using my code ZCohen and make a deposit, that's a 100% deposit match up to $100. You put in $100, they will give you $100. You put in $10, they will give you $10. You immediately can go put that on to whatever lines or props you like. That promo money, if you put that into a prop and you get that money back, you win that money, guess what? That goes straight to your bank account. That's the beauty of prize picks. Download prize picks, P-R-I-Z-E-P-I-C-K-S. Use my code Z-Cohen, Z-C-O-H-E-N. Sign up, deposit match, boom. Show me proof that you did that too, and I will gladly help set your props for the remainder of the season, really. Another highly requested player. A lot of questions surrounding him right now. Tyler Boyd. Yeah, he had a couple big weeks prior to Jamar Chase's injury. But since then, nothing too special. He had five targets and six targets in the games without Chase. Then he had the bye week. This week, week 11, 
I like Boyd as a high-end flex, low-end wide receiver too. Again, just based on his matchup alone. The Steelers are not good against fantasy receivers. They have allowed the third most fantasy points to that position this season. And looking even ahead, Cincinnati has some juicy matchups. I was coming on here prepared to say you should sell high on Boyd because Chase will return. But one, we don't know when Chase is coming back, and by then it might be too late for your fantasy team. Two, the next four teams they play are all in the bottom six of fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. Just don't expect too much. Boyd should probably be in your lineup if you got bigger damn guys. Obviously, you could make the case to sit Boyd, but I think he should be in most lineups in Week 11. Got two more head-scratching players to talk about before I get into some quick streaming options. Last night, I said on my TikTok Live, at Zach Cohen FB, hopefully y'all are following me there, that if you can afford to hold on to Kareem Hunt, you probably should, but he's not a must-keep. Right now, the only value he has is Nick Chubb's replacement. If Chubb were to get hurt again, yeah, we know the upside Hunt has. But Hunt has one double-digit game in the last four games. And Chubb actually saw more receiving work than Hunt in last week's drubbing versus the red-hot Miami Dolphins. Week 11, it's not looking too hot. In fact, it's looking really, really, really cold. Weather projections suggest two to three feet of snow with 12-mile-per-hour winds at the least in Buffalo when the Browns go and travel to take on Josh Allen and the Bills. No way you can start Kareem Hunt, but the upside is probably preventing him from being a cut. The only way I would say you should cut Kareem Hunt is if you need an immediate player in your lineup and there's no one else to cut, then yeah, it's time to kick Hunt out of your lineups, down to waivers. Last individual player I'm talking about, Cooper Cup. That injury is pretty darn huge. If you were a bad team and you just lost Cup... Yikes, yikes. I do a waivers column every Sunday night. I update it every Tuesday morning. There were a ton of wide receivers that you could have picked up. You can check out that full article on the 33rdteam.com. One of those receivers was not Allen Robinson because he is probably in most leagues. The thing is, if you have Robinson, yeah, you're hoping he's the wide receiver one for the Rams, filling in for Cup. That wasn't the case on Sunday. The Rams were down pretty bad to checks notes Colt McCoy and Trace McSorley. Yeah, and who do they throw the ball to the most? Tyler Higby and Bennett Skowronek. Van Jefferson was also worked in slowly coming back from injury. He did score a garbage time touchdown, but Tyler Higby was Wolford's security blanket. Higby was the right tackle, essentially, in this offense the past three weeks. Now, they lost... Two new offensive linemen. Something tells me the Rams are just going to say screw it and start slinging the ball like mad. We don't even know if Matthew Stafford's going to be healthy for this game. I would assume he will be. We don't know what this offense is going to look like. It is bad. What does this have to do with Allen Robinson? This just isn't a smash spot. There aren't many appealing traits that Robinson has. Yeah, he might be the wide receiver one in the Rams offense, but this isn't the 2021 Rams. These are the banged up, bruised up, get this team a band-aid LA Rambulances. It's not a smash spot. Robinson also just hasn't been that good lately. I think first we need to see a good game out of him. We need to see some good usage before he's a player you can confidently, or even semi-confidently, put in your lineups, keep him on the bench this week. 
All right, I'll briefly go over some tight end streamers because a lot of occurrences this week for tight end Zach Ertz out indefinitely. Cole Komet, the waiver pickup of the week. Thigh injury. Dallas Goddard placed on injured reserve. Some guys I like real quick. I think Hayden Hurst and Tyler Conklin have the upside. Hurst has been a little bit more steady. I think he's my top available option if he's even available. Conklin, he's only had one really good game since week three. Since then, he's been really bad. Do not let anyone tell you he's the tight end seven in fantasy football. He has not been playing like that since week three. Again, aside from that one game. Uh, But I'm not a huge fan of Conklin. You just may not have anyone worse. Taysom Hill has not been involved in this offense. You can forget about him. Here's who I like. Darren Waller is probably not going to play for the foreseeable future on a bad Raiders offense. But Foster Moreau's been pretty good. I like him. Trey McBride filled in for Ertz. Only had 1.7 fantasy points. But he did play 91% of the snaps following Ertz's early injury. I like McBride, I like Moreau, I like Hurst probably a bit better this week. And of course, you know how we like to do it here on the Breakout Football Podcast. Hopefully you're following, hopefully you'll leave a review. You know I favor those people who leave reviews, who screenshot that they follow and DM me that screenshot. If you tell me that you listen to this episode or tell me that you signed up on Prize Picks using my code, it's like a fast pass to get your questions answered 24-7 from me. So if you already are one of those people, you know we like to end with my top streaming kickers and fantasy defense slash special teams of the week. That full article is on the 33rdteam.com. My kickers, Greg Zerline. He has been 7th in fantasy points among kickers this season. He just had a bye, so naturally he's not very rostered. That might have changed once waivers, even though I don't know why people would put in a waiver pickup for a kicker. He's playing at New England. My number one priority, though, Robbie Gold at Arizona. He has been the kicker number three over the past four weeks, and that is including a bye week. Also like Cameron Dicker versus Kansas City. As for defenses, the Jets were a top priority. They also, again, just had a bye, so they were probably available in most leagues. I'm willing to bet they are not that available right now. But they have a phenomenal matchup at New England. If you play Daily Fantasy, you do some best ball every week. The Jets... Actually, I don't know why I said best ball. There's no way any best ball teams include defensive of the Jets at New England. That should be really good. Like the Commanders at Houston, too. They're 13th in fantasy points against uh, opposing offenses. They also have a really good stretch coming up. A really good stretch. They face the Falcons and the Giants before their week 14 bye. I like the Commanders a lot. There's also five defenses I don't love, but they have really good matchups. The Falcons... Versus the Bears, the Bengals at the Steelers, the Raiders at the Broncos, the Rams at the Saints, and the Texans versus the Commanders. So Cincinnati, Atlanta, Las Vegas, Los Angeles Rams, and Houston. All five risky teams for sure. Bad defenses, but they got good matchups. If you can't find any better ones, I like Cincinnati, and I I guess I kind of like Los Angeles out of those. Thank you all for listening. As always, I respond to every comment on social media at Zach Cohen FB. I'm going to be doing some traveling this week, so my response time might not be so hot. The earlier you get the question in, the better, but I will do my best as always. Make sure you're following me on all those social medias at Zach Cohen FB, and feel free to tail my props Won a lot of money these past few weeks on prize picks. You can use my code ZCOHEN to sign up and deposit, get some free money, and join me with those picks. As always, everyone, have a safe and happy week 11. Peace out.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.